Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. I am currently heading home. It's about noon on May 23rd, 2023, 523-23. Uh, again, it's about noon. And uh, I'm going to start building this podcast here. Maybe it's a little sports podcast. Um all three of you that are listening out there. I don't know. My my listenership goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. But let's talk about the Raiders schedule. They released that before I get into the Lakers. Uh, the Raiders released their schedule. And I've got my win-loss records being right at... I don't know how the fuck that happened again. But it's at 10-7. and 7. Um... Try to pull it up. Where the fuck is it? I did it. I did it. Right there. Ten and seven for the 2023 schedule. So as I look at their schedule, you know we've got Broncos. So let's get let's get into it. Let's just get into it. So week one, we open at Denver. I got that as a win. I just do. I don't really think Sean Payton is going to make a huge difference with Russell Wilson. I don't really feel like it's going to make that much of a difference on that team. Uh, Russell Wilson's still stinking up the joint a little bit. For whatever reason, I thought he was going to be better. But he's stinking up the joint. The team lost all faith in him last year. And... The head coach doesn't make up for it. So I think we skip, we don't skim by, but we're going to beat them next year. Oh, a home opener. They'll leave a sour taste in the mouth of the Broncos fans. And we're going to open up with the win. Following right up, we go to Buffalo. And that's a loss. That's just a loss. Let's chalk that up as a loss. I don't see in any... I don't see any mode on God's green earth we'd win that game. I just don't. I don't see... I don't see it... Somehow for maybe... For whatever reason... Josh Allen... Turns into the next... Um... You know... The next... Mark Sanchez... Um... Josh Allen... Will... Tear us apart. He'll feast on us. And then... So right there... One and one... Then we're home. The home opener is versus Pittsburgh, which we wish we should crush them. Uh, seeing as what happened, we're not going to hopefully have not the same errors we did last year in Pittsburgh. Um, hopefully Garoppolo's healthy still at this point. And I feel like that is a win. Regardless, that is a win because we're at home. It's not going to be in the cold and... Statistically, we always play the Steelers well. So I don't really know what's going to happen there. But I do know that we're going to win. And as is the Raiders case, we start three on the... Three out of four games on the road. But the fourth game being at our second home in Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And I got that as a W. I think we avenge... I think we lost them twice last year. I think we avenge both losses. And that's a little bit of me talking. 
But, I mean, the, the players got pride. You know, sometimes the motherfucker, you're just tired of seeing them every year beating on you, talking that shit, you know, that rivalry shit, talking that shit, spitting that shit. Uh, as a player, you, you know they're talking shit. Chargers talk a lot of shit. Uh, even on the fan level. So, I, I got that as a W. Uh, while I think Herbert does improve every year so far, while I do think that they've improved their defense, the team overall hasn't improved. What have they done? Nothing. They got both over there, and I think literally the Raiders can figure them out. So that's a, a win. Coming up is probably the two back-to-back games where I don't know which way is which. But I kind of feel like Green Bay comes in to the Raiders building. Uh, I think it's a Sunday night or a Monday night football game. And that's a loss. Uh, It's solely because the NFL uh, doesn't want their Golden Boy Packers to take the loss on national TV. It's just not not what they do. And it's not what's going to happen. I think the Raiders take the loss there. But, you know, they... But then again, are the Packers shit? Are they anything? Do the Packers equate to wins? Now that Aaron Rodgers gone, we want to see the new quarterback. And that's going to be a highly anticipated game just for because the NFL is not going to not put the Packers on television. The NFL, that's just what they do. They just put the Packers on TV. And with their new quarterback and I think it's LaFleur still. The NFL, I think, is not going to allow them to lose on national TV. I don't think so. But we shall see. And then followed right behind it is the next controversial game, which I don't know. Is it Belichick's revenge game versus the Raiders in Las Vegas? Can, you know, Josh McDaniels pull out, pull the the carpet out from under Belichick two years in a row. Uh, I mean, it's a very interesting notion there. I don't see, I don't really know. I have that one as a win, even though we have a loss against Green, Green Bay. We could easily, that. that's where I'm confused in the scheduling of the Raiders because I kind of feel like we should beat Green Bay and we should lose to the Patriots. But these aren't the Patriots of all. The Patriots, these Patriots kind of suck. But I kind of feel like the NFL is not going to let us win the Packers. And I kind of feel like we could pull the rug out from Belichick again this year. This could easily be two losses in a row or two wins in a row. It could also be... I could also be totally wrong. We could win the Packer game and throw up a... We can get a 50-burger uh, late on us against the Patriots really depends on what you really think and feel out there um, so at that point we've won one two three maybe four games out of six we've got four and six and then we head to Chicago after the Patriot game and I kind of think that's a loss uh, not necessarily because the Chicago Bears are pretty good but I just think Chicago uh, the temps should be cooling off and I don't know. I just kind of feel like that's a loss. The the Chicago Bears, the the monsters of the Midwest, 
or whatever they go by. I think that's a loss. And then we go to Detroit. Um, for whatever reason, I feel like that's a win. I don't really feel that the Detroit were fluke or a fluke last year. I kind of feel like they're the real deal. But nonetheless, I feel like we go in there a primetime game and we sneak one against the Lions in a very interesting game. Uh, I kind of feel like we've played the Lions and we play in the Lions building on Thanksgiving for whatever reason really good. Um, Just one of those things. We play really good there. Maybe because it's indoors. But that's what I just kind of feel. So I got to win there. And then we... We beat the New York Giants. Let's be real here. Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, they got as far as they could go last year with that combination of players. Do Are they a good team? Yes, absolutely. And that's a game I personally want to go see. Um, I would like to go see the New York Giants play in Vegas. I'm... I I have a mad love affair with the Giants. A long, a long time fan of Eli Manning. Um, he did what no teams could do, and that's beat Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, of the three losses that Brady has, two of them belong to Eli. Uh, one of them belongs to Nick Foles. But I mean, Eli really beat that team, and the way in the the manner in which he beat them. It is truly breathtaking because while Nick Foles did have the Philly special, there was a little trickery involved, and they just simply outpaced the Patriots. They didn't really stop them from doing anything. They just simply outscored them, which is that was a phenomenal Super Bowl because even I was like, damn, at any point the Patriots are going to actually play a little defense, play a little, um, you know get it into gear there and they never did they just seemingly just never got their uh, their defense in order and they just and then ultimately they lost offensively they didn't score enough while you watch the New York Giants game the first one was the classic that one will go down in history in the NFL history books as being probably one of the best football Super Bowls that anyone has ever seen. And it, not that the game itself was some high-scoring, you know, action-packed thrill ride, but you genuinely had a David and Goliath uh, build up to it. You had the Golden Boy, which is Brady. You had Eli Manning, which is Peyton Manning's little kid brother who Peyton Manning had epic wars with the Patriots and it it just they're like the storylines when those two teams met it was just you knew something was going to happen that game and you had the streak they're undefeated 18-0 or whatever the Patriots were and they were killing teams they were literally out there throwing 50 points on teams with Randy Moss and all of that they were just simply just working team they worked the NFL as a matter of fact 
I think even the NFL was about ready to have, and that's what you had. You had some Herculean thing. The NFL was about, they had, I think they had the Lombardi trophy. I think they were probably like, we don't even need to print out the Giants because they're not going to win this. They will not win this. I think you have, you probably had the entire NFL merchandise campaign being like, okay, well, the Giants are about to lose this in, in epic fashion. We're going to buy the crown. They're about ready to anoint at that point in time. They, as if they had not already. The Patriots and Tom Brady being the ultimate team and quarterback. And, and then the Giants came in. And you know the story. If you watch football, you know that story. You, you remember being down and seeing Eli Manning throw that ball when he's about ready to get sacked. There's a holding. There's all kinds of stuff going on in that play. Throws it in the motherfucker David Tyree. Catches a ball on top of his helmet. Not even in his hands. It was just up for grabs. Catches on top of his helmet. He hits the ground. The ball doesn't even get close to the ground. It never leaves his helmet. And lo and behold. That kind of just killed the Patriots. Right then and there. Because you could see they just took a Herculean play with the most miraculous play you've ever seen. You know, that's like that's like them Steph Curry throwing the ball from half court before the end of the game. Buzzer beating threes. I don't know how many he's done of that. But, I mean, that was just special. It was just a special play. It was just it's one that I can vividly remember. Of all the Super Bowls that have come to, I'm like, well... It's just what I remember. That's one I remember the most. I've seen it live. I've seen it in person. Couldn't believe my eyes. Even after I was like, man, I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl because I don't want to watch the fucking Patriots no more. It was already, at that point in time, I was already sick of the Patriots. And then, you know, what happened, happened. It just happened the way it happened. It couldn't happen no other way. And then eventually, um, Plaxico scores the go-ahead touchdown. Wide open in the end zone. And then they give the ball back. And you still had a very tense moment. You're the New York Giants. Their defense had to come out and seal the deal. They had to stop Brady from scoring a touchdown. Because they were up four, I believe. Not even, They couldn't even get into field goal range. And with no time on the clock, the time expires. The New York Giants won the Super Bowl. And ever since then, I be, after I seen that, I knew I was the New York Giants. I was slighted to the New York Giants. I had never seen something like that in my life. Not not that Herculean of an effort before. Uh, there's only so many instances of that in sports and only so many instances of that in life. Uh, when Barack Obama defeated racism for a brief moment and became the president, that was even after I didn't even want him to be the president. But I couldn't, I still couldn't see it. I was like, you know what, there's, 300 million white people. There's no way they're going to vote for a black guy. There's 20 million or 30 million black folk. No way all of them are going to vote for him. And no way are all of them going to convince white people. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't see it. I thought John McCain was about ready to do it. Or whoever was his competition at that point. I just didn't see it. I, and I thought they weren't even going to get him. I didn't think he was going to get past Hillary. I couldn't see it. That was an, another Herculean you know, after George Bush, yeah, and it was just, it was after what had happened, 
the endless war in Iraq. You know, we lived in a really a really wild time, and then here comes Barack Obama, and I couldn't see his name too. Like it's so un-American sounding that you know, you just, I just couldn't see it. I just, I no way, shape, or form did I see it, and it happened. It just happened. That, that's one thing. I mean, I didn't get a witness, uh, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson in real life. But that one happened. I mean, you get instances of like that in life where you kind of think like, you know, I would have loved to have been around too when, you know, when it was announced that World War II was over and Hitler was dead. That would have been a crazy time too. Um, you know, just one of those things you just you can't, some, some things just so Herculean that you just can't believe it. You have to be there for yourself to witness it. And that, and then again, the New York Giants have one of those moments for me. Personally, it's one of the best moments in the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years in sports. One of the best moments. Um, and he, he still stands strong today because Brady is still, he's still a MAGA fuck and he's still a, uh, a biatch. And it just it still it it still remains the one of the greatest things ever. So I do want to attend the New York Giants game. Big um, and they're playing my Raiders, so I, I will. I'm definitely gonna go for the Raiders, but I do want to see the New York Giants one time in my life. But I do have that as a win. I would, with all that said, Daniel Jones is a crutch to the team. Um, I think he kind of went above and beyond what people thought of him last year and his ability to run with the ball. But that, uh, his ability to run with the ball is predicated on his ability and in, or inability to just really do anything throwing the ball. I mean, they're run, 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 and then eventually they'll find an open guy. Eventually, after 10 plays, you're going to throw the ball. Not like what they did with the Chicago guy where they were just like, we're just going to run the ball. No. The Giants will throw the ball. No. Every so often. But how far can they get? I think they maxed out last year. While the the Lions didn't max out. The Lions achieved. And they didn't make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. But I do think we do beat the Giants. And then comes the next big game that he had to talk about versus the New York Jets and I believe wholeheartedly that's a loss Raider Nation can fight me all they want but it's a loss no way I cannot again I cannot see Aaron Rodgers in his new home he's going to have this Brett Favre-esque uh, comeback season where he's gonna start off eight and zero or something with the Jets. That's something I just see, and we fall victim to being in, right in that. Where okay, maybe they don't go eight and zero, but maybe they start off like nine and one, and we just fall in that line. We're just we just have we just play them. It's a primetime game as well. Sunday night. Uh, my God, like, 
what can be done nothing can be done you cannot stop things from happening the football gods they got, they got their eyes are set on that game and I think Rodgers can come out and put a beating on the Raiders especially since we took Devontae Adams from him and you know and the NFL is going to be riding his nuts so it's just what it is Raider Nation take that loss accordingly and this starts off a series of losses we go to Miami which statistically I think we beat them once in 20 years there uh, that trend continues back to where we don't beat them at all in Miami matter of fact we struggle against Miami every time we do play them the one time we did win we struggled and I think did I see them yeah I seen them play Miami recently in Vegas and, and they and we did beat them but I think again they did we narrowly beat them and it was just one of those things where um it's just what it is uh we barely beat them and, and that was with Tua and then all that noise around Tua from last year well, the only reason, the only way we win is he's not playing, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. So you take that as a loss, and then we, then we at home for the Kansas City Chiefs, the first meeting in like the span of like a month or a little bit more, a month, month and a week, five weeks, <sighs> and we haven't tooled up enough to beat them yet. Let's just call a spade a spade. We have not tooled up enough to beat them yet. Um. We've got a better quarterback does not mean we've got a better team uh, we've added some defensive people yes but I mean they're still going to be chasing that man for dear life and and once again it's just I don't think we've done enough we don't have lockdown corners even if we did still Kelsey's still a problem um, and we're just lucky that the running back situation isn't all what it used to be. And Tyreek Hill is no longer part of the team because it would be it would be for a sure loss. While it is, we are we did close the gap. We just have not done enough to get over that hump yet. So, Raider Nation, uh, I can already tell you that one in the Christmas Day game as a as a loss. I haven't even got that far yet. Then we hit the bye week. I don't know, it was week thirteen or something. Uh, I do think that's a little late in the season for us to get a bye. But I'll take it because at that point, the team is still like, I don't know what we're at record at wise, but we're not, we don't got like, we've got a bunch of losses. We've got one, two, three, four. We have seven, we have our like six losses at that point to probably our seven wins. We're middle of the road team. Or whatever we got. Coming out of the bye, here's a surprise game that's going to surprise a lot of teams. It's going to surprise the league. Uh, we come out after the bye, and the bye usually defeats us. But coming out of this bye against the Vikings, we are going to beat the Vikings. A good team. But again, a team that has maxed their potential with Kirk Cousins. And max their potential just in general. They're not going to get to the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. They're just not. While their defense and some of their offensive players are really good, I mean, they can't 
can't get the ball to them. They'd have to change the quarterback. And I think teams are going to tee off on them. And I even get that they're going to be a really good team within their division. And even on the... On the... Whatever conference, the NFC side of the things. Because... They're just going to be good. I mean, they got... They probably have five wins in their division. They probably sweep the Packers. They probably sweep the Bears. The only ones I kind of think... They might go one and one with Detroit. Uh, and then they probably rack up several wins in the NFC. That's just what I see. Uh, and they might even beat the Chargers and the Broncos. And it should be a good matchup versus, versus us. And it should be a good matchup versus Kansas City. But they're going to pick up wins. But they're not overall. Their team hasn't really improved. I don't feel that their team is yet able to get over that hump. Uh, but we win them. And then Thursday night, I don't know, there's been already talk about flexing us out of Thursday night, maybe into Sunday or something. I wanted to go to this Charger game. Um, but I kind of also, also feel that if it is, it doesn't matter. We're about, to, we're about to sweep the fucking Chargers. The Chargers can take a big fat fucking loss there and we're going to take a big fat fucking win. But with all good news comes the bad news. Right after we play the Chargers on Thursday, we take a mini bye. And we go to Kansas City at Christmas, and that's a fucking loss. We're not winning in Kansas City on Christmas. Unless, the only reason we would beat the Chiefs is if Mahomes isn't playing. And while I kind of felt that there was a time that... Carr was better than Mahomes. Actually, a lot of quarterbacks were better than Mahomes. Um, overall, the team is better than the Raiders. And I don't really feel that Patrick Mahomes is the next Golden Boy quarterback. Um, he makes way too many errors. Too many teams give that, that team a pass. Uh, and he they're very lucky that he's on even on that team. Because if he was on any other team... He'd be mediocre at best. He'd be running for his life and injured all the time. Uh, reason being, the Chiefs are that good. They have Kelsey. They had um, Tyreek Hill. They have they had a bunch of receivers out there that could just get open. He had an offensive mastermind and and Andy Andy Reid, who's now a two-time champion. And people were just getting open. And if they couldn't get open in the initial scheme, they were getting open because Mahomes was just simply, you know, running the gauntlet there. Like, he could avoid pressure and throw somebody open. He just could. So we have not caught up. We have not caught up to them yet. Sad to say, as a Raider fan, we have not caught up to them unless Mahomes isn't playing. Um, Garoppolo is an improvement. Garo- Let me say this: Garoppolo is a hell of an improvement over Carr. And I actually liked Carr. I wish him well. I don't really care that he's not on the team no more. Uh, I-, I was okay. I wanted him, and I'm gonna go on the record and say this: I wanted him benched after like week three of last year. I, I- you already knew what was going to happen. 
You didn't need to tell me that we were going to finish like 7 and fucking 10 or whatever we finished. 8 and 9 or some bullshit. 8 and 10. Whatever the fuck we finished. I already knew that that was going to be our record. I already knew we were going to make the playoffs. I knew that from like almost from week one. And how bad the team looked coming out against the Chargers. I don't think that if that same story plays out this year, McDaniels will be gone. But I don't really blame last year. Josh McDaniels was winning games despite the fact that Derek Carr was throwing fucking pick sixes in games, throwing untimely fucking picks, not taking care of the ball, not really being on page, and they were still winning games. And that all of that came to fruition when fucking... I can't remember his name now. He's not on the team, I don't think. Came out and damn near dethroned with Brock Purdy, uh, the 49ers. And the 49ers got all the way to the NFC Championship game. Uh, it's just what it is. I kind of feel like you've seen a flash of everything that the Raiders team could be coming out against the 49ers in that game. And that's everything they could have been. Again, after that, there was enough tape. Andy Reid took advantage of us. But nonetheless, he still played pretty good in that Kansas City game. Just the Kansas City team is our direct, is our direct rival with us, and they just came out and put a beating on us because that's what they felt like they, were, they needed to do before they won the Super Bowl. Well, okay, I'll take that, Kansas City. I'll take that loss. I'll Shuffle it into my back pocket. And when we do turn this thing around and we are a, a, a year in a year out Super Bowl team, we're gunning for that ass. I want to see your players fucking cry and beat and get lit up 50 to fucking 20. Those days, uh, if what comes around goes around. The AFC West is not like any other division where the Patriots are going to run the gauntlet for 20 years or they're in some weak division like the Colts. And the Colts had a chokehold on that fucker. For 15 years. No, this is this is the AFC West. This is as bad as, as a division. One of the best divisions in all of football. Aside from the Chargers. Everybody has a championship. Multiple. So the, the DNA of winning is rolled in. And the Chargers are coming too. The Chargers are no slouches. Even though the Chargers didn't win shit in those 13 years with Rivers. 14 years with Rivers, we still, they, I mean, they still caused me mad headaches. And year in and year out, I was hoping to God the Chargers would not win shit. But it is what it is. So we take a loss to the Chiefs Christmas Day. There's nothing we can do about it yet. Coming next after that is the, at the Colts. The Colts haven't done shit but regress. We will win them end of the season in, and rewrite a loss that we had from them a couple years ago. That essentially knocked us out of the playoffs. Um, I don't know if it was Missy's or Lacey's in that year, but we just lost. And that was like a game we needed to win. And we didn't win it. And I think it's that, whatever that turd ball punter that now does a podcast, fuck you. I think his name is McAfee or McCarty. I don't know what his name is, but fuck you, you little, you little bitch. But whatever. We're going to win that game. And then we end the season versus the Broncos. And the life should be taken out of Broncos by that point. And the Raiders should win that game to end the season. 
thus putting us at 10 and 7 in my math, in my win and losses. Correct. We got week one win at Broncos. Week two loss. Week three win. Week four win. Week five loss. Week six win. Week seven loss. Week eight win. Week nine win. Week 10 loss. Week 11 loss. Week 12 loss. Uh, the bye week. We beat the Vikings. We beat the Chargers. We lose to Kansas City. And then we went out. Putting us at 10-7. A fair upgrade, improvement from last year. Substantially. We're going to win some of those closer games that we lost. And that's what it's going to be. Is it enough to get into the, to the postseason? May or may not be. Did I get my quarterback of choice that I wanted? No. I I wanted to get Rodgers. I would have loved to pick up Rodgers for a season or two. I wanted to draft the quarterback. I wanted to get Lamar Jackson. None of those things happened. I got Garoppolo. We signed him up for a couple of years. Um... But what do I see personally? Personally, what I see is a definite improvement over Carr. There's no two ways about it. Carr, he maxed out. He peaked out. He's no better than Kirk Cousins. And and honestly, he's going to the Saints. The Saints are a little bit better coached. But he's no better than fucking Jameis Winston. And the Saints are about to find that out. The Buccaneers are still the defensive team. The Buccaneers, I don't know who's that quarterback for them, but uh, whatever. The Panthers have improved. Uh, and the Falcons, I don't know what the Falcons are doing, but they're going to find out, Derek Carr's going to find out real quick about playing in the south and playing in the humid and also playing in the frigid coast that is the east. You're going to find out real quick that his time with the Saints will be short-lived. I don't got no hate towards the man personally. I kind of felt like the man, Derek Carr, he had a rough go with the Raiders starting off 0-10. He turned it around after a couple seasons. Got to the playoffs and injuries. Uh, dealing with the move, uh, move to Vegas. You know, those last seasons right there in Oakland, I mean, they were moving. People were just not coming because they were like, why would I sign up a long-term contract with the team if they're gonna if I'm going to have to fucking relocate in a year or two? So essentially, I'll just come back when they're established, if they're any better. So he had that going against him. He had John Gruden... You know that controversy there, and fuck Roger Goodell. I would ha- I wouldn't have minded Gruden as a coach. And people want to say he's racist and he's sexist and homophobic. Uh, once again, every fucking coach is fucking racist in the NFL. The NFL itself is racist. There's no fucking black team owners. No, they're like barely any even any black head coaches, and all they have is black players. Make go figure. The NFL is fucking racist. Are they going to fucking fire Goodell and fire all the 32 teams? Makes sense, you fucking 
assholes. And, and as a matter of fact, I, I'm still waiting. I, I know they do hard knocks, but they edit that shit out. Give me the fucking mature adult NFL package. I pay, you know, 60 bucks a month to. I want to hear how many times the word faggot and pussy and, and cunt and whore and the N-word gets said. I guarantee you pussy uh, I guarantee you the the ocean would look like a drop compared to how many swear words and how much how much bullshit and that's not even including let's get to the superstars of the game how many hoes they fuck in the locker rooms and out on the street and that gets covered up by the NFL I mean you guys have all seen that movie with Al Pacino and Jamie Jamie Foxx y'all have seen it that is not far from the fucking truth. As a matter of fact, I think that even, that movie even downplays it. So, with all that said, uh, Derek Carr did go through a lot when it was his tenure after eight years. It wasn't as stable, but I do feel now it is stable. We have a new home. We're not going nowhere. The owner, Mark Davis, has done a. I think Mark Davis has done a fucking brilliant job Mark Davis has got to be one of the best owners if not one of the smartest owners in the league right now he's capitalized on a market because you do the math I think he politicked himself into Vegas and he steered clear from LA and what, why does that matter what does that mean? Well, he steered clear out of a dual building where we're going to be seen as the second team. He steered clear out of the fact that basically, you know, he's got his own building. It's his own. The Raiders own it. He's got... I think they put the the stadium as a SoCal resident. They put that stadium in the worst possible spot. They really did. They true truly did put it in the worst possible fucking area. Um, it's, it's not particularly a good area. Uh, he's got the the again the stadium. I can go on and on and on, but the stadium in Vegas is just centrally located. To the strip, it's right there. When you come pulling up, you see it. Um, the desert. I mean, it's got all the glitz and glamour that the NFL and the NFL will slowly come to understand that that is probably one of the prime locations for all football fans. I have no fucking desire to go watch a Raider football game. In Jacksonville, Florida Against Jacksonville Jaguars I do not want to fucking spend my money To fly there and visit that game I fucking do not want to go To fucking Detroit Michigan To watch the Raiders play Or Chicago Well, Chicago maybe But that's a big maybe I do not want to go to fucking Tampa Bay, Florida I do not want to go to fucking Like a good quarter to a third of the team's locations. Buffalo, you want to catch me fucking dead? They're doing what? 
doing the fucking what? I, I spend a thousand dollars to go watch a team and walk outside and go to fucking some shitty hole in the wall bar uh, with a bunch of fucking locals who fucking are inbred? No, no. And, and that's I'm sorry, Bills Mafia, but it's what it is. I mean, you're in a terrible location, and especially come late season, it's a fucking terrible late location. Um, I do not want to go to fucking Kansas City. Nobody fucking does. Not even the NFL people want to go there. You mean to tell me... Roger Goodell... And his constituents... Fucking want to go to Kansas City and sit... In some fucking hillbilly trash? No. No. Mark Davis is there in Vegas, fucking Vegas. You got LA, the bright lights. Uh, perhaps Santa, you know, Santa Clara up there in New York. Those are the prime location, Dallas, because what else? Maybe Miami for the Dolphins, but Miami, the football team sucks. Those are the prime locations. Nobody wants to go to fucking vacation in Cleveland either. But again, there's probably like a third of the teams. Fans just will not go to. I don't know nobody that wants to go to a football game from California or from Florida wants to go to watch their team play in Cleveland, Ohio. They just don't. They will make that trip to Vegas. And that's why I think Mark Davis is absolutely genius, brilliant move. Um, and the, and the, uh, the strip is accommodating like a motherfucker, man. So again, but now that this, now that we're stabled out, and I think now we're getting, we have to get past Gruden again. Um, he's hired McDaniel's, which again I think I didn't like McDaniel's since he was on Denver. I never liked the motherfucker, but I seen what he was doing with the football team, and they have again he was coaching his ass off despite Derek Carr, despite all that noise and nonsense, rugs. Gruden's and the long arm of Gruden. A lot of people, a lot of people in love with Derek Carr still, thinking it's in McDaniel's fault, and not Carr's fault. Uh, and eventually, the choice was made: you just bench Carr, and then at the end of the day, well, they fucking cut him. And it wasn't even that hard of a decision. It really wasn't. The body of work was there. I mean, he's nine years in the league. He just the body of work was just. Body of work was just there. The body of work was just there. It's just not. I mean, you, it just wasn't there. It wasn't enough. It's not like we had reached the playoffs the last couple of years and we didn't get over no hump or nothing like that. We didn't. We did not reach no playoffs. Uh, we did reach the playoffs and. We stunk it up against the fucking Bengals. And then we regressed. But, it, I mean, it, just reaching the playoffs twice is not enough. Um, and it was an easy decision to make. It, to me, it was an easy decision. I, again, I wanted car benched from, like, week three. For a piss-poor play. Piss-poor play. Uh, and that's saying a lot. And, and, um, and again, it just... 
I, I think the right, the correct decisions were made. Again, Mark Davis is threading the needle very, very so elegantly. And again, I think McDaniel's now with his guys and with a little bit better team. You know, I, we should make a little bit more noise. And all this shit about Tom Brady being a, a little owner, I don't really understand it. But whatever. I mean, I don't want him fucking being in my Raider business. I'll never love Tom Brady. Never. But it's what it is. I got his winning 10 games, and that's what it's going to be. So with that said, guys, I'm going to pause here, and we're going to come back and talk about a little bit about the Lakers and what happened. Sweep by the Nuggets. Hang tight. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm back. So let's, let's talk. I know we were talking a little bit of Raiders. Let's, let's wrap up the Lakers season. Um, yeah, it was a positive. It ended on a positive. Well, it didn't end, end on a positive. No, I got swept out the playoffs by the Nuggets. And I didn't see that coming a mile away. But I kind of felt like the Nuggets were the best. They're the best team in the NBA. And... I kind of feel like the Heat are going to beat them, but but it won't be no surprise if the Nuggets win the championship this year. I I don't I actually think the Nuggets going to win it all, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat do something. But Jimmy Butler's a whole other animal, and he's healthy, and they got pieces over there. But I think the Nuggets are just too much. Uh, it should be an interesting series if it's if that's the, the NBA matchup, which I think game. Five of the Celtics heat is up tonight. Um, but let's shift it back to the Lakers. The Lakers were kind of middle of the road, a little bit below average beginning of season. Got rid of Westbrook. Got rid of Patrick Beverly. Uh, and I, I mean, I just, I guess I just can't believe how bad Westbrook was on the team. I don't know if he wasn't gelling. I don't know if just wasn't buying in maybe he wasn't doing his part I mean I don't really know but the team looks so much better with uh D'Angelo Russell which I mean that was his second little go around hopefully we keep him kind of felt like Dilo provided some offensive spark hitting those shots that Westbrook wasn't hitting it put us over a little bit of a hump uh Austin Reeves is turning into a stud he actually had a stellar playoff series uh, there's a little bit of time. I think he's a little bit timid. I think it's a little bit of playoff nerves. You could see like he was getting into the lane and then would opt to pass it. Um, but that man needs to just let it. He needs to just be a little bit more confident, a little bit more angry, and pull the trigger on some of them shots. And we could do damage. I mean, he could, if Austin Reeves, you know, he could have a long career if he plays – a couple more years under some great talent before he eventually... I mean, they all do. They all go get a bag, you know, before he eventually leaves and joins up, you know, to get paid somewhere like, I don't know, the Timberwolves or something or, I don't know, you know, goes to get paid by the Sacramento Kings or the Thunder. Right now, the Thunder, I don't know what the Thunder are doing. I don't even know if they're a team. But, I mean, he's going to go get paid by one of those teams. But if he gets another year or two, hopefully he gets one more year with LeBron, but another year or two with AD. 
after season four or five, you know, he should he should go get his money. I kind of felt like Austin Reeves was one of the best bright spots in this whole playoffs. Um, he overall had a good two or three series. Well, overall, we got swept. Uh, it's plain to see that Joker and, and company Murray, they've just been honed into a machine. And the Lakers had not completely, not completely honed into a machine. Uh, perhaps this deep playoff run, when things kick off next season with everybody fully rested and healed up and back on, you know, we should get a better seating and have in you know, have a better outcome against um, either the Suns, which are a top team, or the Nuggets. But it'd be interesting to see because, I mean, I, LeBron's hitting that retirement. I don't think he's retired. I think he's got one more in him left. I think he wants to play NBA with his son in the league a time or two, you know, maybe a year or two before he dips. He wants to, I think he sees okay. These Lakers are a move away, with that, and that's honestly what I think. We're a move away from potentially being a series championship team, and when that move is going to be centered around the center, I, I do love AD. He can he's essentially the same player as Joker, but it's he plays small for. A center position. I mean, even though he's a massive human, I'm just so used to and being. I mean, I'm just so used to seeing like a Dwight Howard, um, Kendrick Perkins, Shaq, these centers that are really just these massive humans down there, um, and can just bully a quick deuce. And AD, that's not his game. Never was his game, and, I, and but I kind of feel like if we snatch up like a Rudy Gobert or one of these other like kind of I can't think of that guy. He's a big like I don't know if he's Russian or what he is. I can't think of his name. He used to be on the Thunder. I don't know if that guy's out of the NBA or not. But that like a big a big body that can just. It's got like one move. That's all he needs is like one to two moves. Something he's like back, back, and then a quick twist and a J hook or just a quick and a jam or, you know, catch a lob pass down there and get some rebounds. It w- I think that is what the Lakers need because Braun can, pay, can play the the point. They got Schroeder and they got Russell. All of that makes sense now. You got Reeves and you've got I mean Hachimura on, out on the wings. Uh, but again, Reeves is up and coming. Hachimura is pretty good. And we have Vander Vanderbilt. Uh maybe we're a little weak there, but we're not that weak because we make up for it elsewhere. Those guys, if if Davis it, and that's the whole thing. This is what I kind of felt after watching game one or two. Of the Nuggets versus the Lakers. The Joker was not in foul trouble in literally like any game. You know. And that's what you kind of need to do to him. It's put a big guy on him. go And go right at him. 
like like a tandem two players Anthony Davis with the finesse and the shooting capability and another guy that can just pound him like and, jo- and, that, and that's the thing Joker's a big man I just looked at how big he is compared to Anthony Davis I got a good look over four games how big I mean the, he's I think he's a little bit bigger weight wise and just stature wise just a little bigger and you need somebody that can just body him or bully him back him up somebody that can just take a little load off of AD that on that, that aspect because AD is phenomenal I think He's AD's got range. He can shoot a three. I've seen him shoot threes. Uh, he's got a good mid-range game, and he can dunk. He can get your rebounds, but I mean, it's not his game to just, you know, back, 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 back a guy down, and you know, and then, you know, or catch the ball over his head and just simply jump, and that guy just not be able to stop you from dunking. That's not AD's game. That never was his game. Um, it, it's. I think he's got it in his arsenal, but he don't uh, he don't rely on that. And that's kind of where I'm like, okay, the, the Lakers struggled there, and they just struggled on all the other key players. Uh, how to pick up the slack in the well-oiled machine that is the Nuggets it just was just too much. I mean, for Christ's sake, you had KCP out there just launching and hitting back-to-back threes. Um, and so many of those games, and so many instances, you could just see the Lakers get close, take a take a lead. And the Nuggets go on and run and be back up by six, eight, ten points. And the La- you could see the Lakers battle. And every single one of the Lakers swept games, there was a fierce fight. That's one thing I did. Like, we didn't get blown out like 30 points in any of the games. Every game, I mean, even when we were down 20-some points, but every single game, we were close at one, at one point or another. But the, the Nuggets are... Uh, the Nuggets have been building themselves to this. You know, the Grizzlies have been building themselves for a while. Um, and now what I kind of feel like the Nuggets might be in free fall after what's going on with John Morant. Um, he's just making too much noise out there. And I think, you know, I, I, I honestly don't care what John Morant does because he's not hurting nobody. He's, he's waving guns online. Uh, and partying in his car and doing things of the nature. Is that bad? No, not. Is the NBA want to be a little bit too goody two shoes about it? Like, oh, like the little kids can see it and you got fans and you're responsible. Yeah, they're a little bit overbearing in that aspect. I kind of see that being an overbearing, a little bit overbearing. But I mean, I. The man isn't shooting the guns at people. He's not... Well, I mean, supposedly he assaulted a kid. I don't know. I don't think anything came of that. To me, it's what it is. is I, I mean... I hate to be the one, but... If if I was in the NBA and I was like 22 or 23 years old and they gave me a couple hundred million, I would have been... I would be out there. You would be seeing porn stars on my live Instagram feed. You would be seeing me taking shots from, you know, having girls take shots from, like, I I mean, I would be doing the most, too. And I get it. I get it. But I don't really see him. But, I mean, obviously, you know, there's image. Obviously, 
you know, people are going to get upset because, like, hey, man, we're all here trying to win and play basketball. We're about the sport, not about none of this extra bullshit. Keep the egos in check. I mean, maybe he's rubbing people wrong inside the locker room. I don't know. But, ho- you know, hopefully, you know, he calms down. Hopefully he goes back to playing basketball. But who knows? But I kind of feel like he not pushing pause. He might just... The, the Grizzlies might just be trending downwards. Opens up the lane for the Lakers and a couple other teams. Um, and that's just what it is. And, J- and John Moran is a tremendous talent, by the way. I mean, his athletic abilities bar none. They were number two in, in the West. But with all that said, I mean, going back to the Lakers, um, the Lakers are a piece or two away. And, and if they pick up a big center or somebody who can get fouls, get fouls in there, and I think they just need somebody that's a bench player, a true bench player that just comes in from the bench and can just get you like 25 points on any given night, 30 points on any given night. That's one thing that the Lakers that I've noticed throughout the years, we always seem to get one of them guys who could be possibly the sixth man of the year or just we get these bench players that just come in and can just drop. You know, we had... You know, we had Lamar Odom for a while. We had, you know, Sasha Vujicic who could just pop off 30. We, we've we had, we've I mean, we've had players. Trevor Reza was off the bench for a little bit. I think they think he was a starter. Um, God, I mean, there's so many of them throughout the years. And so we need, we need that. I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is that or that Schroeder, who that is. But it's very hard to win a game if your starters have to play every single fucking minute. The bench players got to come in and be productive. And honestly, that's every team's strategy. You got to have like basically two teams on your squad, like a rotation of. I think they allow like thirteen players, but you're gonna have a solid like twelve, eleven or twelve. You gotta have, and nobody can just get injured because then you start digging deeper and deeper into the whole like. Okay, this bench player, that bench player, this bench player is not doesn't match up with him. And then they just, but I mean, if everybody's healthy, you know, and that that should just be it, man. I mean, so with those couple of pieces added, I think the Lakers should make a serious run at the chip next year. Uh, it was phenomenal watching them beat the Warriors. This is the first time they ever met. Highly, highly anticipated games. You know, you had everything there. Clay, Steph, LeBron, Lakers, Warriors, California, championship games of the of the old of rivalry that, you know and LeBron came out and he uh he put it to them and went four to two and you know the Lakers put it to the Warriors and I and I kinda feel like that's uh gonna make another interesting uh thing for them next year. I know, I know the NBA is salivating that as a Western Conference Finals. Uh, because the storylines still exist, man. The storylines still exist. The NBA, I mean, there is no storyline between the Nuggets and the Heat, but it should be a, a fun NBA Finals. But it's nothing like, it would, I would, I mean, fucking the New York Knicks are fucking such trash. 
But the Knicks are not pulling their fucking weight in the NBA. Uh, they should be a perennial playoff team in a deep threat. They should be making the conference finals year in and year out. They're not. But I would love to see New York uh, in Boston you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would love to see New York versus L.A. New York versus a number of teams. Um, I would like to see L.A. Boston. Somehow the Lakers heat hasn't really been there. But, I mean, we had Kobe, had LeBron, you had Kobe and Dwayne Wade. Uh, that Heat rivalry. And I think the Heat won a chip. And they never really met in the finals. But it would have been interesting to see. And I could see that kind of working. L.A., Florida, two beach cities. Two, both of them got a Hollywood and Orange County. And it's like, yeah, that, that, that needs to come to fruition at some point. Um, you know... That's what the NBA is all about, is getting these, getting these matchups squared. And I, you know, the NBA is a business. Now, I'm not saying that what they're doing is businessy, but they could have these marquee matchups: Lakers versus Spurs, the Mavericks. Where the Mavericks been lately? Um, there's just a number of matchups. I think the Spurs and the Heat were going back and forth. Shit, the Spurs and the Warriors makes a lot of sense. I mean, these are some of these marquee NBA franchises. They need to just combat with each other. And I think what we had for the first time ever was the Lakers versus Golden State Warriors. And that, and I mean, I was like tuned in. I was like, fuck yeah, it's Lakers-Warriors. I'm in. I'm in. I was sold just on that notion by itself. I'm a Laker fan. I've been... Been watching Golden State win a couple championships. Uh, I, I loved what they were doing. I've been a fan of Steph Curry from the jump. I, I was like, man, he's, that man can shoot the ball. That man might go down in the NBA history as one of the most prolific shooters of all time. I, that he's got unlimited fucking range, and he's just pulling up raining fucking threes like I've never seen in my life. Reggie Miller is there, but I mean, I think Steph has gone beyond that. And it's just what it is, man. I mean, fucking, I, I just can't believe. And he pulls up and some insane. In the NBA, was milked, milked the Warriors, good and hard, uh, all them years. But it's he's still around. I mean, I don't know what year he's in. Year nine and ten or whatever he's in. Uh, the Warriors are still going to be. That man's got a still a career to go. He's got several more years, I think. And he's not a big cat. He's not like he's his game is dunking, or or like Blake Griffin, or he's a one trick. No, that man can shoot the ball, and he's learning slowly how to become a true point guard. In, in uh, you know, but I mean, his game is his game is crazy, and I, and I want to see, I want to see that again. I would like to put me the Warriors versus. Lakers, give me that a couple times. Uh, like you get it a couple times a year, but give me that in the playoffs again. When shit means more, give me a game seven between them two. Give me LeBron and AD versus Steph and Clay. Although I don't think it's gonna be as favorable now because the Warriors kind of are, you know, I think they're kind of trending in the downhill now of their run. I mean, the dynasty may or may, may or may not be over. 
And you still got the Clippers there. The Clippers have been dodging the Lakers in these playoffs. I want to see the Clippers versus the Warriors in the playoffs. I mean, there's some things I just want to see. It is what it is. Um, but the Lakers season ultimately was a, not not a failure. But it kind of ended on a sour note. But I kind of feel like we definitely improved from the beginning. In that the road is there in front of us. A lot of work to, for them to go back and look at things. It's a lot, a lot for them to take in. The way they lost, they're gonna have to retool to beat the Nuggets a little bit. They're gonna have to retool to be, you know, to just be competitive throughout the season and win games and not go on. And I think they need to not be sub five hundred for a long time of the year. And I think LeBron missed uh, a number of games there. I think that can't happen either. But he's getting older. I mean, it's twenty years. I don't. I mean, I'm moshing, but I don't know. Like, if I get to forty, I might stop. I've been thinking about stopping for a number of years now. And, I mean, the, the door is still open for me to continue. But, I mean, I, just like any true uh, NBA player, I don't know when to fucking stop. I can't stop. I feel like metal needs me. It's not in the right place it needs to be yet. Uh, hardcore needs me. And I don't, I mean, maybe LeBron's what LeBron feels. Like he's got one more run in him. He can get one more ring. Silence the critics Ended on a I think that's maybe He wants to end it On a winning season Maybe next year He wins it And that's it he Wins it with his son in tow Leaving it for his son Leaving it for a number of other You know Players to shine uh, But the NBA is in good hands Post LeBron Post Anything He still got You got You know A number of players coming up That that kid from the Knicks is looking pretty good. I mean, he played with a lot of heart. I watched like one or two games of the Heat Knicks, and I just kind of feel like the Knicks need a piece or two as well to at least get to the conference finals. They need to, they need a true center. That guy, I can't think of what his name is, but he can't just be the only one out there, man. He just can't. He just can't be the only motherfucker out there trying going a million miles an hour. He needs help. Most players need help. They need another dog or two that can just get in the trenches and fucking, you know, maybe maybe Draymond with that guy is going to make a lot of sense. Get a fucking warrior in there. And Draymond, much to Draymond's chagrin, he is a good basketball player. I kind of feel like a lot of fans hate him. A lot of teams hate him. But what they would, if he was to be like, you know what, I don't want to play for the Warriors no more. Like, 29 other teams Maybe 28 other teams Coming in And being like Yes We'll take you You want 10 million dollars 15 million To play the season You're in We got you And I think that's what it is And I think that's a good pickup It gives you an intensity That it, What 80 Lacks in bullying For his position Draymond is the exact opposite. He is not the size of AD or Joker, but he is a, a for real. Uh, he's a fucking bully. He's a constant trash talker, and he is just bodying motherfuckers up. And that's something that I wish you could put that into AD or that into a couple of other players and just fucking bully the fuck out of the people in the bottom. That's what. That's how I grew up playing basketball. You turn your back, 
And you just backed them down. Banged into them. You know. You get to your comfort spot. You turn around. You either slam it home or you fucking. Or they have to chop your arm and you lay it in. And one. Put a motherfucker in foul trouble. You know that obviously you can't win an entire series like that. You can't win games. But you can win a lot of games like that. And. You can make it a lot easier for the guys around you to pick up some slack. You take out a, a player or two that is good on the other team. Put them in foul trouble. That, that's why I think that's one thing that's missing from the NBA right now. Um, is any center. There hasn't been a dominant center that is the face of the franchise for a minute. AD was kind of the last one. Uh, but there isn't any new centers coming out into the NBA where you got a f- you're f- fearing playing them. You got a lot of shooters. Curry, that's the Curry effect. A lot of people are are honing in their three their three ball skills. But I mean, the game is the game. You still got to get in there and get rebounds and dirty work. Uh, not every three goes in. And it just is a luxury to having a big body down there that can just fucking come in and just dominate. Um, there hasn't been that in, in a minute. You know, Kevin Garnett can't stand that motherfucker is making a hundred million commercials, but I mean, he was kind of there too. That's what it is. But overall, I think that I get again the Lakers as I wrap up my NBA. The Lakers, piece of two away. Hopefully, they come back one more run. Cap it off with a win. Tired of hearing motherfuckers say that we only won because of the bubble. And like, hey, motherfucker, your team's were in the bubble too. Could have easily just has won. Could have easily just has won, just have won the chip. Um, as just as easy as the Lakers did. The Lakers um, had the bubble. Kobe happened. I mean, they were. Now, I actually think that helped LeBron his age. Uh, he got a cooler break there. Uh, and that's just one thing, you know. You don't know. They say the bubble, but LeBron is a, is an elder. He probably absorbed that time off, got off his feet, got off his legs. Um, but the skill doesn't leave. A lot of these motherfuckers are out there doing the most, but then they on their days off, they're just kind of like fucking like I'm gonna just. They're not honed in, you know. They took that edge off of them. And then the NBA was shut down for a number of months. A couple of months there before they hit the bubble. And it's just what it is. It's just what it is. I mean, that's just what the NBA is. You know, these guys got a little taste of like a mini off season, And then they just couldn't pick it back up. LeBron staying honed in. Honed in. And so what most of the Lakers did too. So that's why we won. But that's shit happens. Shit happens. There was an asterisk season a couple seasons ago, um, where there was like sixty games or whatever it was. You know, whatever you get back, you get over that bullshit. Um, everybody's got a shortened season, or they had the bubble. Get over it. But the Lakers should be back, and hopefully they will be back next year. And I'm looking forward to it. We've gotten out of the... Seemingly, we got out of the rut and we made a solid stab. We got competitive this year. We were in the Western Conference Finals. We got swept, but at no point did I feel like 
the Lakers were just thoroughly demolished. No, we were in close in every game, but the, the Nuggets are simply a better team right now. And with that said, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode and uh, we'll talk about a little bit of Kaliuchis in the next podcast. Uh, laters.